But oh. can you guess in my little uh, test? Can you guess what my um, bestest Tarantino flick is? Okay, so so once okay. upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, that was that was that was what I was going to go for. That's number two. Okay, then number one is going to okay. be the Hateful Eight. No, really, really good. Hey, well, it's just <laughs> because, okay because I, I look at it like I, I look I look at the early ones like Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction are way too popular to be your favorite films. Your favorite, yeah, film. not stylized enough. Yeah, I, I would think Jackie Brown possibly because it sort of goes back to the seventies. <laughs> Yeah, and then after Jackie Brown, I can't think of. You've the... got like Django Unchanged, which I don't think, I don't think I've heard you talk about really. Death, no. Death Proof. I don't think it would be Death Proof. Um, okay. You, 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 you have mentioned it already, so you're pretty good. Then, yeah, then, you, you, I, I, you I, I would go with Jackie mentioned. Brown. I'm going to go with Jackie Brown. I'm going to say yeah. Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. I, I, I rewatched it again because it was on, and I just thought, yes, I. I, I... <laughs> Yeah, I, I could just that's one of those films you could put on and I could watch again. Um I think everybody in it plays absolutely brilliant and especially Robert De Niro. Oh yeah, yeah. Where when and you know in the he goes and I'm not, I'm not kidding, Melanie would drive me nuts. Oh, where have you parked? Where have you parked? <laughs> well, the, the, Bridget, the Bridget Fonda character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know you don't even know where you park, you don't know where you are. Oh what a bunch of and he just goes I just <laughs> I just remember, remember uh, a friend of mine. I mean, we've interviewed him on the show, Yatish. He he just remembers that. Well, let's put the the final line that Robert De Niro hears in Jackie Brown is just, "Lewis, what happened to you, man? Your ass yeah. has to be beautiful." <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I think that's um, uh, Samuel Jackson's. Yeah, yeah. Like, o- Odell his, Odell says the line. Odell, and and he is a great character, isn't he? Odell is just like. Yeah, AK forty seven. Where you absolutely have to kill every mother in the room, except no substitutes. <laughs> yeah, great movie. All right, cool. Anyway, welcome to Netflix versus Cinema, <laughs> the podcast that has finally, finally watched the Snyder Cut. Well, I was going around to watching watching Zack Snyder's um, Justice League, but as you can see, we decided to talk about anything else but that right now. anyway because i think this is something okay so my name is tosin i am the host and i am based up in worcestershire in a place called bromsgrove joining me on the isle of wight as always are sharon hello and sean hiya now we have just finished a doing a film quiz um which was where sean shows up on a zoom call with pictures behind him from films and you have to name all the actors and name it so essentially, go to our Facebook, go to our YouTube channel. You will see these things. You will see them, and let's see whether you can play along. Because today, Sharon and I failed. We were not able to figure out. Well, we figured out who the actors were, but we couldn't figure out what the film was. And if you can fil- figure out what the film is without checking it up online or without waiting for Sean to tell you, I mean, the truth is, we will never know. But if you can do that, you will have our respect, and you probably should come and be friends with Sean because you and. <laughs> Him could talk about a lot of things together now this week sean we have a couple of things on our agenda we have got mm-hmm. Zack snyder's justice league which yes i have seen you have and seen i have seen sharon you have decided probably for your own mental health to stay out of the whole furore that is Zack snyder's justice league yeah well i haven't seen the original cut so i can't compare it and go oh that scene was so much better with with you no know, with slow-mo and black and white and you know, well, sparkly I, I, bits flying from the back of her head. So <laughs> I, I haven't really um, 
well, gone into that. I've I've seen the original cut, and I can't do that because I can't really remember the original cut. <laughs> it, it was it was it, it's quite forgettable. So um, so what we're going to do this week is because obviously we know it is the biggest thing in town. I mean, quite frankly, if cinemas were open, this would be the blockbuster. I'll tell Sean. I'll, I'll point out to you, and this is something that occurred to me that. This film is such a big deal that nobody is even talking about the fact that it was released a day before the next Marvel Disney Plus TV show was was released after WandaVision. So uh-huh. Falcon and Winter Soldier was released the day after Zack Snyder's just no one's talking about that. It's no. it's, it's it's like no one's do- that's how big a deal this thing is. And a large part of it is just it's not even about the film itself. It's about the story to get this film it's about how we got here it's about what happened so um sharon do you know about how we got here with the Zack snyder's justice league no okay cool i will tell you then sharon sean <laughs> yeah sean you have oh. I'll, I'll tell you sharon for the benefit of all the people out there who do not know um the the five people or so i mean sean has probably seen this told many many times all over um like you know youtube and stuff like that about how come we have a Zack snyder's justice league why do we have a second version of this film so we all know that there was that okay we we all know about marvel we've been talking about marvel marvel have dominated the last 10 years and historically the big massive so not the enemy but the rival to marvel has always been dc wouldn't you say sean Yes, I would definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Through, throughout history, as well as well as long as comics have been going. Yes, and it's pretty much like uh, even growing up. I think eventually, you most people ended up falling into one camp or another. You're either either a Marvel person or a DC person. So DC have your Supermans, your Batmans, your Wonder Womans, your Aquamans. Sp- uh, Marvel have your Spidermans, your Fantastic Fours, your X Men, all that sort of stuff. And I think. I, th- I think the difference between them in the comics, from what I was thinking, is whereas DC was more concentrated on the superhero stuff, the Marvel included a lot of like um, you know melodrama stuff, like the, the Spider-Man stuff. with all the yeah, with the it's yeah. more the human story. Whereas DC was just the action. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think essentially the the way you looked at if you looked at it, Marvel, you could always identify with the characters in Marvel. Mm. You could find a character in a Marvel comic that you could identify with. With DC, it was a lot harder. It was either this guy is a billionaire who dresses as a bat, hard to identify <laughs> with. This guy is an alien superhero god, hard to identify with. <laughs> and so it's like you... you ha- So Marvel started off the Marvel Cinematic Universe. DC realized, oh my God, we got left behind. And so DC decided to try and catch up and try and make their own extended universe. Their approaches were a little bit different. Marvel decided to have one guy who was behind it called Kevin Feige, who pretty much decided this is what we're going to do with the whole thing. DC decided we're going to give individual filmmakers different properties and see what they do with it. They gave Zack Snyder Superman. And he made a film called Man of Steel. And so Man of Steel was the first Superman movie that we'd had in ages. Zack Snyder had it. It was a bit controversial. I still maintain it's half an excellent film. The second yeah. half of the film lets it down massively. That was the general consensus. So they go, oh, okay, cool, that happened. Uh, oh, that wasn't really the launch. And instead of doing a Superman sequel, they decided to go back and do Batman versus Superman, a film that Sean and I have had 
yes, yes. Oh, yes. oh dear, indeed. Oh dear. Yeah. They, yeah, they. Batman versus Superman is. Uh, it, is that farago? Is that a word? A farago? Yes. Yeah. Is that yeah? Like that word just came to my head, but it, it's 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 a mess. And so they rushed forward with after they'd had a, a thing over the space of probably about four years. They decided we're going to do Superman, Batman vs Superman. Then we're going to do Justice League, which is the big thing where we're going to bring everybody together. While they were making, and so Zack Snyder still in charge, even though by this time there's beginning to be rumblings that they think Zack that pe- many people think Zack Snyder might not be the right person to be in charge of this thing because he there are certain choices certain stylistic choices that have been made in man of steel batman vs superman that make you think this guy might not be the right person to be at the helm but he still is he's going to do justice league so halfway through justice league the studio gets involved they bring joss whedon on board because apparently joss whedon is going to work with the studio to do some other films and there's this weird thing that you have where you have Zack snyder making the film while joss whedon who has directed the avengers which was pretty much the film that kind of consolidated this whole idea of a superhero universe for DC's big big rival, Marvel. You have him hanging around in the background behind Zack Snyder. What the hell's going on here? Zack Snyder eventually leaves Justice League um, throughout it, through its um, post-production because his daughter um, committed suicide. And so he actually, his daughter committed suicide, so he, le- he leaves it for compassionate leave. He says the film's pretty much done, and then the and the studio line is, "Don't worry, Joss Whedon is just here to just tighten up and finish off what Zack Snyder does." The next thing you hear is that Joss Whedon has called for a whole bunch of reshoots because he's not happy with what Zack Snyder has done, and so he brings everybody back in. They film a whole bunch of other stuff. They bring they bring Henry Cavill back, who by this time is working on the on the set of Mission Impossible, uh, whatever the last one was called, Fallout. Yeah, I think something yeah i think it's the whole mustache thing exactly he has grown a big massive mustache for that film they say he can't shave the mustache off so they bring him back for reaches a superman last time we checked superman doesn't have a big massive bushy mustache so they cgi his mustache off they put that film into cinemas and every well essentially my my review of of justice league was pretty much meh it was just there. I mean, it was not as bad as Batman vs Superman, but there was nothing really to write home about the film. The film was just no. it's 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 very very unmemorable. It is so by the numbers. It's just very very unmemorable. And for me, it just made me think you guys have failed because your approach is not working. You're trying to do way too much, way too quickly. It's not working. So, but almost immediately after that happens, there's a whole bunch of people because Zack Snyder has his fans, and his fans love him from Three Hundred, from Watchmen. And so they start going, oh, this is crap. And the reason this is crap is because it isn't the Snyder Cut. You guys don't have the Snyder Cut. And so pretty much when, from when Justice League was released in 2017, the hashtag starts trending on Twitter. Hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Release the Snyder Cut. Release the Snyder Cut. And there's this big, massive fan campaign that sometimes gets quite um, ugly. It sometimes gets quite ugly. Like people receiving death threats for not releasing the Snyder Cut and all that. Sometime last year, the, the actual stars of the film start, start hashtagging, using the hashtag, release the Snyder Cut, release the Snyder Cut. And next thing you know, we're in a lockdown. Warner Brothers is launching HBO Max and they go, yeah, guess what, guys? The Snyder Cut does exist. We are going to release the Snyder Cut. And not only are we going to release it, but we're going to give Zack Snyder $70 million to finish the film off to what he wanted it to be and release it to you guys. It's going to be on HBO Max. 
you hear more stories like it's four hours long this thing is four hours long <laughs> and so much so last week we finally got it and that is a little bit there is so many other areas we can go down i haven't even spoken about justice con i haven't even spoken about just sweden getting sued i haven't even spoken about any of those things there's so many things that are just coming off this that make this more than just a film it's 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 like an event that is for some people scary because it tells you like what happens what can people on twitter do essentially some people see it as inspirational some people see it as scary i go more towards the scary side so we finally have this film justice league Zack snyder's original vision has been released i went on record on the on the podcast last week saying how i was not expecting it to be any good and i was really really trying to stop myself from reviewing the film before i'd even seen it so i've been talking for a while sharon thank you very much for humoring me <laughs> hopefully you know a little bit more about everything that's been going on with this thing now and sean now i will let you go and you tell me what you thought about release Zach. the sean release, it would be interesting release, release, the, <laughs> release the bats release no the pun sean. intended um so, so sean, what did yeah. you think of Zack snyder's justice league Oh, what, what do I think of Jack Snyder's? What do you? Uh, it's an interesting one. What do you think? I think of it, and then I'll, I'll well, go I, off. I've on one. Just the, give me a quick one, yeah. I've seen you talking on. I've seen you talking on other people's um, statuses on Facebook, so I have a little bit of an insight into what you think of it. All <laughs> oh, right, all oh, right, yeah. I think I think I would I would put the general gist of it down as not impressed. Well, I've got. I mean, I've I've. I've it was it was quite funny. There's this other sort of there's this um, WhatsApp group that I'm on called Game Night with Dan and and a couple of others. And one came up and said, "Oh, I'm watching I'm watching the site Snyder Cut like that." And I watched like I was going, "Oh right, so yeah, what do you think?" Oh, it was. I'll have a look later anyway. I'll see. It. I'll read some ones when someone else is talking. But okay, yeah. so this film I started to watch. I, I watched it a few times actually, believe it or not, just oh. purely for the fact that that. I wanted to because having Sky and it being like it on every you can just see it twenty four hours. It's just constantly, Sky, constantly running. Sky Cinema pretty much have a channel that's dedicated to only showing the just the Zack Snyder cut. So, so and then I watched some scenes that I wasn't happy with, um, and I watched them again. And then so basically, the first time I watched it, first half of the film, I was huffing and puffing like I do and crossing my legs and going, "Oh my god!" I mean, I know. Zack Snyder likes his slow-mo. He does. He and, loves and his slow-mo. He loves his slow-mo. And sake. I don't mind too much slow-mo because I like Sam Peckinpah, obviously, with the, yeah, with the yeah, film yeah. in the background. But his was always when it was necessary. And I think the first half, some of the, especially the the beginning scene with the... Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The, uh, the, the first scene that the you, film starts off with. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and there's this one bit where there's like this this Amazon, you know, and it's just like, come on, come on, <laughs> Get come on with it. Come and it's just pointless. And it, it's it's just pointless. I mean, I can understand if like when people are getting their heads lopped off or something like that. But that was just sen- senseless. And um, and then there was the little backstory with with Cyborg with the yep. football game. Which yep. was all, and I was like, oh, so another huffy, huffy thing. So yeah, the first half I was like. So, so actually, I've got a question. So you know, it's four hours long. Did you watch the yeah. entire film in one sitting? I will be totally, totally honest with you. No, I didn't. Okay, no, I cool. didn't because because right. I mean, we're talking. This was it was a late one on. It was the first night it was on, and it wouldn't have finished till about two o'clock in the morning, yeah, and I had yeah. work the next day. So 
I thought, wow. And I've, I've, so I was like pretty disappointed. I've got some, I, I should read some of these. I was going, blooming slow mo, I hate that. <laughs> what is it? What, 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 what do I put here? Right. Oh, actually, Corey, this is one of them. He goes, because I was moaning about Corey. I was saying, you know, and basically it says, oh, Cyborg actually seemed like a bit of a douchebag. So, <laughs> I mean, and yeah, we didn't like that one. Aquaman didn't get much. And we, yeah, what? So, some people like this. This is another one. Sorry. Affleck is a good Bruce Wayne. Uh, Flash and Cyborg pretty much were the story. Um, these, these are all people I was talking about, but I started off with, I said, I, I I like moaning like hell. And he goes, oh, I don't have a problem with Snyder's material and what he's willing. So I try and I can't really look now. I should have I should have prepared this before, but yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll get back to it. Okay, okay. So, so, so you said the first the first half of the film issues. First half of the film. Yeah. yeah. Then lots, what, what lots, about the second? Lots. Yeah. So, so what happened with what happened with the second act when you came And then back so the I watched day? the I watched the whole thing again the next day. And again, I. I was trying to be a little bit more forgiving, so I didn't enjoy the first half. And then the second half, when it came into the second half, I was like, I warmed to it a little bit. I warmed a little bit to it. So I was like, well, okay, okay, this is getting better. This is going somewhere. This is going great. Still wasn't megaly, megaly impressed. I watched it again. Yep. And um, because I could. And I thought, okay, okay, okay. And the second half, still still got a few issues with it, but the second half, I decided... So by now, you've given, you've given eight hours of your life to watching the Snyder Cut. Yeah, and <laughs> that's it. Because because the, the issues that I had, the, the first half, I was didn't like the first half at all. The first half, really, really. The second half, I enjoyed a lot more. And on the second watching, I actually watched the scene again. Because you know, like we talk about consistency in movies. Yeah, yeah. Talk. But there's one bit in that final fight, flight where um, Aquaman actually does something and i'm like you know why didn't he do that at the beginning of the movie yeah okay or when they first first met you know with Stephanie. i'm like well what you know that's stupid because they would have done that straight away a bit bit like bit like the vision in in you know i thought where's the consistency where's the consistency but on the second watching i could see so i was like yeah okay that's fair enough right, now yeah i can that that's that's fine because because a certain thing happened with, with you know, what Supes were doing. And what I really liked about it is, yeah, there was a good payoff. It was a really, really nice payoff. And there was there was a few bits cut out, like the, the family, you know, family, which I didn't like in the original cut anyway. The what? There, there was in the original, in the Whedon one, there was a, like a Russian family, wasn't there? That, that was... Oh, yes. Yes, the bit where... Do you remember where, that? Where well, that's flat. not in this... Flash that's has to totally, go save them. Yeah, Slash has to go. Yeah, save so them. he has to go and save them. That's totally gone, which yep. was which was fine by me. And uh, yeah, it was a good payoff, and you could understand why Earth had been at the end of the movie. You could understand why Earth had been left left alone by other things because of <laughs> you know. So so yeah. So okay. it was a nice payoff. It was a nice payoff. Oh, all right, all right. So, so in the end of the, you know, there was a lot of talk about how oh, it's a totally different film. What do you think about that? Um, uh, it is. I guess it is a totally different thing because, to be honest, I can't really remember much from the original cut. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, that's sort of gone. That's like wiped. That's like wiped away. Um, so yeah. So this cut. I mean, the format. 
because it was formatted, wasn't it? It was, a, it was like yeah, yeah. It was, for, a... for some reason, they've made this into a, a four-three ratio. So for those of you who might not know what that is, essentially, if you think about widescreen TV and then think of an old-fashioned TV, an old-fashioned TV, the CRT TVs that you had in the eighties, that's he's made it so that it's like that. Essentially, if you're watching this film on an iPad fine it will fill the entire screen if you're watching this film on a tv you will have black bars down the side and he's done it for that for some reason i do not understand why sean what do you think i, I think that? the reason is because that intrigued me and apparently uh, that's for like imax because that's the format that, uh, that imax uses so when when cinemas are allowed back in and they they I, I suppose they're hoping for a whole people go to the IMAX cinema to see it because that's that's the reason it's it was that format apparently that's yeah. the story yeah. so oh, okay all right so so in the end how many how would you rate it how many stars would you give the Zack Snyder version of Justice League <laughs> well, it's a film of two halves so I'd give the first half first half I'd probably give it actually on the whole on the whole I'd probably give it a three I think okay I'd probably give it a three I, I would you know taking the whole film as a whole with the with the few issues that I had and few bits that I, I didn't okay. like too much, I'd probably give it a, a three star. All right, cool. Now I'm going to wind myself up and go. But before I go, do go that, for it. Go I'm for it. Before I before I do that, Sharon, do you have any questions? Do you have any questions as someone who hasn't seen it yet, as someone who didn't see the original, as to what on earth this whole nonsense is about? Um, yeah, my only sort of thought was, you know, with the unit, the Marvel universe, we've got used to the fact that all the films interact and that yes. you, they tend to, there's events in one film that directly influence the sequence of events in every subsequent film and yes. subsequent television series and all the different incarnations. Yes. So has Justice League the same relevance? Because I've seen Aquaman and I've seen the first Wonder Woman film. And so far they... They, they they don't seem to be they're, they're just, like loose, yeah. they're just mm. like loose threads but I mean is the idea that they will become like this this interconnectedness between the the, the DC world now now this 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 flip this feeds directly into one of my issues because I think that's what they were trying to do they were trying to do this whole interconnected universe but they were that I've, I've said it over and over again they were trying to run before they could walk and they so Justice League was supposed to be this launch. It was the first time you saw Aquaman. It was the first time you saw Flash. First time you saw Cyborg. And they were supposed to go off into their own little films. And that pretty much killed that idea. So, yeah. so, <laughs> so all, the, all the DC films that have come out afterwards, you know, Shazam, Birds of Prey, Aquaman, they kind of like don't even acknowledge that any of the other films exist. They just, they just kind of like very, very... They, they keep if Suicide Squad. They, they they just kind of do not acknowledge that the other films exist. So because I think DC are now going, oh, you know, we're just going to make different separate films because that seems to be more essentially that they they're going back a bit more to what Marvel did instead of trying to catch up with Marvel. They're going, we're just going to make a couple of different films and make those films fun and make those yeah. films enjoyable and not and forget about a, uni a connected universe for a while. Now my general thing about this is. I said, this film is better. It is better than the one we got in 2017. There is no doubt about that. There were bits about it. There were bits when I was watching this where I even, dare I say, found myself enjoying it. I found myself enjoying myself. I think it's pretty much the same film. If you think about the big story beats in the film, that people go, oh my God, there's only 12%. The film's only 12% similar. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure there's a lot more than 12%. 
in this film that there was already in the last one. I have seen some of these scenes already. So the big so push behind it of oh it's a totally different film, blah 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 blah, I think is nonsense. I think it's nonsense because I've seen that scene. I've seen okay, maybe you've changed the CGI on Steppenwolf so that he he looks he doesn't look as like you know sickly like something that somebody threw up now anymore he doesn't look like that it looks like you've actually taken more time to finish the cgi so okay maybe that's the but, but apart from that that's the same scene just with a better cgi character in it so i don't see that as a different thing and it brings me to something that i don't particularly like that Zack snyder seems to do especially in the dc universe they re- he makes a film they, they release the film the film even though people might say it's a it's a it's a failure it still goes ahead and it still makes about what 600 million dollars at the box office and then he goes oh you know that wasn't actually my real vision my real vision is this and then he releases a he releases a director's cut that has 30 extra minutes in it puts it out there and the same people who've already paid to see the first film now go again and pay again to see the second film <laughs> which really gets up my nose as you might i'm like no that for me is just really really cynical it's kind of like getting paid twice for the same work and he did the same he did the same thing with batman vs superman that film got derided in the cinema and people went here and was like, oh well actually you know there's another 30 minutes that you know makes this film make sense then why didn't you put that in there in the first place and make the film make sense in the first place and so in this film he there's an extra for us like sean said there is like there's an hour there's over an hour in the film before you even see the flash and the Flash, the first scene that the Flash is in is pointless. It makes no difference to the story. It's only, it's it's just there that there's a whole bunch of slow motion. And with the Flash, okay, slow motion kind of makes sense with the Flash. Because yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. he's quick and all that. But even though that, it was going on so long. I mean, why are you spending so long focusing on a hot dog? What is, and it's, and so the film has, and the extra running time, because there were some things that got cut out of the other one. The, the extra running time, it serves some characters and it detracts from some characters. It serves Cyborg. Cyborg has more of a story now. And in the first film, I complained about the fact that it seemed that anytime they had a problem, oh, we need to do this thing with the mother boxes. Oh, just throw a Cyborg at it. Oh, we need to do this. Oh, just throw a Cyborg at it. <laughs> oh, Cyborg. And it was, he was just kind of like this story thing. of get, it was, He was like a doohickey to just get themselves out of scrapes in the first film. They've done a better job with Cyborg in this film. The, even though I still think, like, the mother boxes... Okay, so in Marvel, you had the Infinity Stones. But I think they did a much better job in that film of explaining what the heck these stones are and why these stones... Like, essentially, every stone in the, in the, in the Infinity thing, thing has a personality. But with the mother boxes, why are there three of them? There's no explanation for that. Why do they have to come together to form the Unity? Uh, because reasons... So I still think it's bad storytelling. I still think it's bad storytelling. There's things about, but the but a character that I feel is really really not served by the longer running time is Wonder Woman. Every single line that Wonder Woman says in this film is terrible. It <laughs> is absolutely terrible because I was so Sean. I mean this you you lie. <laughs> You liar! <laughs> so, yeah, sorry. So, that was not saying you're that you are, Toes. That was that was one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> supposed to be. It was supposed, hey? to, it's supposed to be a quote from a quote from the film. 
So, <laughs> I, I, think, I think one of the best things about this film is the is the number of people who are watching it and having WhatsApp conversations about it as they're watching it. <laughs> because the way you've been having a WhatsApp conversation, I've been having WhatsApp conversations with my brother, with one of my friends, Wiley, who's come on here with uh, with superfan Nina. She has been trying to watch it for three days. She hasn't finished it so long. I've got a life. I've got to carry. I've got to get on with things. <laughs> and she has. She's just going. Why? Why is this there? Why is that there? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, I don't. I'm not going to. It's not a. I don't think it's a spoiler to say Martian Manhunter shows up in this film. Post credits, yeah. But not even before that. He shows up before. Oh the, right, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I that, understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, that scene he shows up in. No sense. Makes no. Why would you do that? Why would you go there? So they've added a lot of extra stuff in it. It does flesh out the story more. It does make like things like the final fight. Sean was talking about the final fight. It makes it make more sense. But mm. yeah, it, well, it makes it make more sense. But there's still these tonal things, and for me, I. Well, I don't think Zack Snyder does not... I still maintain he does not understand these characters because there's there's a point in the final fight where in quick succession, in, in about a two-minute period, Superman, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman all do things that if Deadpool did them in the film, you would go, oh my God, that's a bit much. <laughs> and these are supposed to be like characters that are all like, you know, light and such. And they do these things that you think, oh my God, that is brutal. Why that is so brutal, which makes that he doesn't he does not really get these characters. So in the end, I think that the film works. It is definitely better than the Justice League we go in twenty seventeen. Is not earth shattering, and the fact, and the my big thing is that it it almost I'm watching it and I'm going hang on a second, this is actually good. I'm kind of enjoying this. I'm kind of enjoying this, but it's almost like a magic trick. It's kind of like somebody has convinced you is trying to convince you that like you know a burger is caviar but uh, but then I, as long as you keep looking at the burger you might think it's caviar but once you actually take your eyes up and look at you like, oh no 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 this is a burger and a bad one at that because the problem with the dceu is if you have to make a four-hour film to provide enough background to make these characters seem like there's something and you need the four hours to actually do that then i'm sorry that is a you've got a problem why do you need a four-hour film to make anybody care? Because you've messed up your entire... like when. Oh, and I, I'm sorry to keep harping on about Marvel, but because when you look at Marvel, when Marvel did it, they essentially said, we're going to take a film, and we're going to take a film to establish this character, establish some things. We're going to, so they said, we're going, to take, we're going to take, what, three, four films before we try and bring everybody together. So that when we bring everybody together, we, there's a whole bunch of stuff we don't have to explain. Justice League, is, there's some characters you do not see at all until Justice League starts, and they're trying to establish them, show you what their motivation is, blah, 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 blah and then show you why they join up with the team. And, it, and so you need four hours to do all that. It, the, and I think that shows you that the whole DCEU thing was messed up, and that, I think, I put at Zack Snyder's door. The fact that they he puts this thing in chapters, I think it would have been better as a TV series than, a, than trying to make it a film. There's an epilogue that is stupid. There's an epilogue at the end of the film that is just kind of like, what is wrong with you? So... I would agree with you, Sean. It's a three out of five at best. It is pretty yeah. much the same film. Yeah. Pretty it much is. the same film. Um, uh, I yeah. mean, I, there was, a, I mean, the story with the mother boxes. I mean, there was, a, there was Jack Kirby did a comic series called The Fourth World. And that's where Darkseid comes from. Yeah. And it was, yep. and there was like the new gods and the forever people when they were. So Darkseid is, is, well, I guess he's DC's version of Thanos, isn't he? He is. Um, yeah. So yeah, basically he's the same as Thanos. So. 
but in the first fight with all the old heroes coming in the first fight i was like oh no you've spoiled him he doesn't look like that in the bit in the end scene where he's sort of it's been a few years down the line but i did think as i say you could understand i mean as i say the one bit of it when i first saw it the bit and hopefully this isn't too much of order but you know that aquaman you know and his, his good old trident and in the final scene it's like you know well why didn't you do that in the first why didn't you do that straight away before the, oh, yeah, the yeah, 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 thing yeah. did you know what i mean before right at the very 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 beginning of the film when you yeah, first yeah. meet him why, why why couldn't you do that then and then having rewatched, that's why i rewatched it and then having it did make sense he so didn't, i thought he didn't that have was the quite yet with the with yeah yeah so yeah. i was like yeah okay i can see why that happens um and yeah, Superman, I mean, I like to be honest, Superman was, was pretty badass when he really, <laughs> okay. he was like, he was, I mean, that's, that's what you wanted. That's how you wanted. I mean, I quite like Man of Steel. I know a lot of people had issues with the, the fight at the end, but I thought Man of Steel was a, was a really good film. I, I rated that really, really highly because I really like that. And that's like, so yeah, so that was a nice payoff for me. I did like the, I did like soups in that. Okay. And as I say, that's what makes you understand why earth had been left alone by all these 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 other beings you know and and to me that was a nice payoff which is but on the whole as i like i agree with you on a lot of the you know a lot of the stuff is I, yeah can i have us ask a spoil i know but um, can i ask a spoilery question yes ask ask spoilery questions so if anybody's listening Didn't, we're, we're, we're waiting. I thought, yes yes go ahead but our superman got killed or something <laughs> at the end of batman versus superman yes is it is there an explanation as to how he comes back or what happened to him the, as to why he wasn't really dead he was like the, the, dead. there is a very very there is an explanation but it is very kind of like you know how i say oh this happens because reasons Yes. Yeah, you don't know, say this happens because reasons. There is an explanation to why Superman comes back, but the the explanation to why Superman comes back is very it's it's kind of like oh well uh, reasons. And the problem I had with killing Superman off is when Superman died in the comics, that was a big deal. It was yeah. a massive deal. And in the films, they had not established Superman enough for it to be a big deal. So, so for it to really matter yeah for it to really for it to really matter it's like no i don't get it's like in avengers you have minor characters minor characters who die and you're like oh my god that's a that's the thing superman is the biggest superhero in the world yeah. when he but, dies it should be a big deal yeah should, and when i watched that though i thought i don't believe he's really dead forever exactly didn't feel like it was a death it felt like it was a plot device it, it, um, it, to create a bit of tension it felt like it, i mean the thing is that like, you know he's going to come back everybody yeah. knows he's going to come back so why even bother killing him it, it, there was just no sense yeah. to it there was no sense to it and it's and uh, it, it, yeah, so it's I, one of those things it's because you know having not had any desire i know there's like the whole fear of missing out but I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything by not having seen Justice League. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen it for nearly four years, and I feel like, oh, I don't feel like I've missed out by not seeing it now. Well, I mean, the first Justice League, to be honest with you, uh, but there's, there's friends of mine who are fans, and they say, oh, I haven't seen Justice League, should I? And quite frankly, I told them, don't bother. <laughs> I, told them, I told them, don't bother, because it is, it, it, it's, it's not like Batman versus Superman, which at least made you annoyed. 
Like that, like Shoda yeah. might have gone out. Baba Pesukun made made, <laughs> yeah. made made our blood boil. It's not like that. It was just so there, and it was just so inoffensive, and it was just nah, whatever. Yeah. So yeah. so I wouldn't I wouldn't bother I wouldn't bother watching it. But I I think it is yeah. There's just the there's these decisions, like killing Superman, bringing Doomsday into it. I'm like, in the Batman vs. Superman, who is the bad guy? Why the heck are you going to kill him when you're just going to bring him back? <laughs> With all this, I mean, and you try and, and Sean, you, you were talking about it like Dark Side. You can understand that if Superman's around, that's the reason why nobody would try and come and invade Earth. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, and then it's, I, I understand that they, they try and put that as a reason why. It's like, oh, Earth is now vulnerable. Superman's dead. Therefore, we can bring all this stuff in. But it just seems like, it seems like, okay, we need to get to Justice League and we need to find an excuse. Not something that sort of like naturally fits the story. We need to find an excuse to make Justice League happen. And someone's like, oh, but if Superman's dead, they it's, so yeah. And, there, and also, I, I mean, I'm not even bothering about spoilers with this. So when Superman comes back, there's a whole thing where they put Superman in a black costume. For no reason, <laughs> for, for no reason whatsoever, and people talk about you like, "Oh, that's the iconic Superman black costume." I'm like, "It's not iconic, Superman." When you think Superman, you do not think black. You think red, blue, yellow. You think underpants on the outside of your tr- of your tights. So the only reason that I can see that they put Superman in a black outfit is because there was a certain section of the internet that was yelling and screaming and begging for Superman to be in a black outfit. For the only reason that because they think, oh yeah, I wear black and black is cool, and it it. But I'm th- I'm sorry, from a storytelling think, perspective, it's rubbish. I mean, <laughs> again, I think I know we go back, keep going back to Marvel ones where they're being so good. But I think where Marvel have got it is they they put enough in their movies to please all fans. Whether that even if you're not a comic fan, you can enjoy the film. But the co- they put enough in there to keep the fans of the comics they acknowledge that, that they've they changed the story because family, i mean for instance in wandavision you know in the halloween episode yes you know what i mean it was just <laughs> yes. like that was just like people just you know that's just like oh great and they that's the sort of thing they do whereas i mean to me the flash in the justice league is not the flash because the barry allen that that i used to read in the comics was an actual he was a lawyer he was quite quite uh, you know quite knowledgeable and and that's what he was whereas uh in this he's like you know, they've turned him into a kid they've turned him into yeah they turned him into like, a kid like, and, they've turned him into sort and, of spider-man yeah so and um but i would i mean it, it's interesting I, I back to the dark side thing with the with the 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 old the, the new gods with like Desaad, he was like his little sidekick yep yep i did notice there's um which i'm sure is, maybe if if they do do another one but when when they leave earth and they turn around there's there's a lady that so sort of dark side takes off you got you got um Desaad behind him and then you've got a old lady well in the comics there's this really really nasty old uh, new god called granny goodness oh yeah okay now granny goodness is not what you think granny goodness is 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 horrible and she's got these these peaks. so i wondered if that might be her and she's got like things called the furies so i reckon i i think they could if they did it right they could go into that fourth world thing and i think they probably probably well, well they are planning to make a new gods film 
Are they going to make a new Gods film? Yeah, they're going to make a new Gods oh, film. Are they? Yeah, direct, oh, wow. the, it's been directed by Ava DuVernay. Who did right? Summer. Okay. Yeah. Well, I hope they don't. I hope they don't. This this is your chance, DC. This is your chance. You can actually redeem yourselves. You can come up with something that's really, really good. You know. So yeah, if they're doing the new gods, yeah, Orion if, fights for Earth. If, if I they, remember that. I had that be worth a fortune. Now I had that comic when it first came out. The number one, <laughs> the new gods. Orion fights for Earth. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's as long as as long as they come up. I think as long as they take their time and they actually have like a vision. Because I feel like Marvel, they care first and foremost about telling the story. Then they yes. think, how do, okay, then how do we engineer this story to make money? I think DC at the moment, the film version is, how do we make money? Yeah. And it's like, all about the story. Well, we don't care. What do people want to see? We'll give them what they want to see. Okay, you want some money in a black costume? We'll give you some money in a black costume. Yeah, you want to sign it? Okay, we'll give you this. Okay, how about the, And that's, that's what messed the whole thing up. In the, because as much as I do not agree with Zack Snyder's vision for these characters, for you were talking about the Flash, for the fact that the, well, Superman becomes Deadpool, essentially, as much as I don't agree with that, if they had at least stuck with that vision, they would have come up with something a bit more consistent. But because they were thinking, oh, people said they didn't like Man of Steel. People said they didn't like Batman and Superman. So oh, we've got to change. We're going to uh, put some jokes in there. And they, they messed it up. And then now they're putting this. So uh, anyway, the whole thing, the whole thing is a mess. For some people, they see, they see it as a triumph that this it film is. exists. And for me, I... So, so yeah. Tums, Tums, I'm intrigued by this New Gods movie. I'm intrigued now. <laughs> we've sent Sean off. We've sent Shut me off. So I'm going to have to do, so I'm gonna have to do some research now on this. But... I mean, because I quite like that. I quite like the the concept. So, I mean, you got you can have Light Ray, Ryan. You, there's loads of characters you can have. As I say, the Granny Granny Goodness and the Harpies and Mantis and all sorts of new new characters. And I reckon it might actually be the flop or do really really well. Well, is, as as long if they take their time to build the world. They could yes, really exactly, well. and they could do that. Well, two worlds, New Genesis and Apocalypse. Yeah, if they take the time to build the world, and I think yeah. Ava DuVernay, we know we, she can do that, but we also know that she has, well, she did A Wrinkle in Time, and A Wrinkle mm. in Time had a similar thing where it was trying to build this whole world and I think tried to do too much too quick. Cool. And okay. so so if if the Selma, because she directed Selma. If Selma, Selma good film, I like yeah, that. If, if Selma, Ava DuVernay shows up, good. If A Wrinkle in Time, Ava DuVernay shows up, maybe not so good. But anyway, so Sharon, we you have sat down there and you have listened to us prattle yeah, on thanks, about Sharon. and Marvel thanks, and all that. So we uh, and uh, we want to end this show. I'm not, I'm not going to bring any other films. I think Sean, we should just we should let Sharon talk about something that she has seen this week. Yes, for sure, oh, for and sure. It can, it can wait. And then <laughs> and then we can finish off the show. We can finish off the show because Sean asked for what we thought his top ten films were from the last decade, Ooh. from the 2010s. Well, Sean, that's what he thought his last films were from the 2010s. And I can tell you, Justice League is not on them. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's like uh, do you, do you, no, either version of Justice League all combined six hours of both versions of Justice League <laughs> <laughs> are not are not on are, are not on Sean's list. I am willing to put money on that. Uh, so uh, Sean, I went down and I had a list through some lists of like in the top fifth. So Sharon, you're happy for your films to wait for next week? Yes. Okay. I've only got one film that can wait. Okay, cool. We'll we'll, we'll keep that till next week, and in the meantime. Uh, let me put it this way I think Justice League is going to come back at some point because I think next week 
Sean, you go troll through some of your WhatsApp messages and come up with some of the things that have been said. Yeah, that I'll, will. I'll troll through some of my WhatsApp messages and come up with some of the things that have been said about it. A lot of them have to go with, oh my God, this is long. Oh my God, this is long. Why is this so long? <laughs> like, a lot of them come up with that. Um, yeah, I, I'll, troll with, I'll troll with them and I'll come up with, that, uh, with those as well. But Sharon, let, so let's, I have a list of, I think about 10 films that I've put on here. There's one that I have as an outside chance that I think Sean might have on his list. But, Sharon, do you want to go through... Uh, shall we Shall we alternate? You say one, then we, I say we'll one. We'll alternate, yeah. Okay. I'll start with Fury. Yeah, that's number three on my list. Oh, my God. Fury was in the last decade? I didn't have that. All right, cool. I've, I've got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Well done. Yep, yeah, you got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's at number nine. Okay, cool. Sharon. Baby Driver. Yeah, that's it, number two. Good Lord, all things are really, really obvious. Why didn't I have these on my list? <laughs> okay, now this one, this one is a little bit of a niche film because I think uh, it's a Western, and I think that you, you might like that. It's called Meek's Cut-Off. No, that's not there. Okay, cool. All right, Sharon. Leave No Trace. Yes, well done. Okay, Sharon. that's my number five. Sharon, if this was Sharon, a... Sharon's ace in this, isn't she? Sharon, if if you were if you this was a a, a game, you've won. Um, let's see. Uh, I have Selma. Selma, no, that's not on there. Good film, though. It would be up for the top twenty, I expect. Okay, cool. Sharon. Now I'm coming to the more random ones. I think Hell or High Water. Oh, that's so good. Not, not quite, not, didn't quite make it in there, okay. but that's a great film. That would probably be number 11. I had that on my list as well, so... Yeah. <laughs> I don't really, okay, so... but I, um, I think we, we, we spoke about one earlier, Tozin, that I've seen and you haven't seen. And we, just, we were talking at the very, very beginning about um, some of the things, and I asked you if you saw it, and you said it was on your list and you didn't see it. Oh, yeah, 71. 71, was yes. That, was that 2010s? Yes, that was number four. What year was that released? You better have a look. Oh, good lord! I think oh, I thought that that was I thought that was beforehand. All right, cool. Anyway, sorry, Sharon, go ahead. I'm going to look for seventy one. I think I think you might. Um, oh yeah, twenty fourteen. I, I think you might. Yeah, I think you might struggle with the others. Okay, but so, but it's worth a go. I tell you, there is. Um, okay, no, no, I've got I've got but, parasites. Parasite. No, that's not there. All right. I probably would be thinking about it, but it's not. All right, Sharon. You want to run through the rest yeah. of the films you have, and we'll see if we'll see if any of them hit. Yeah, I'm trying to think. The uh, the last. Oh, I can. It's easy to name the ones that will not be on the list somewhere. <laughs> All right. I, there, uh, there was one. I'm trying. To th- I just can't think of the title of it. I I know what it was there's, about. There's two more with Brad Pitt in. Oh, um, Ad Astra? No. Uh, one you might know, it's a, it's a sporty one. Oh, uh, Moneyball. Moneyball. Money there you go, ball. that's of my number eight. You, you love Moneyball. I love Moneyball. Okay. Another Brad Pitt film in the last... Oh, not Inglorious. Inglorious. Inglorious Yeah, no, 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 that's funny enough. If I did my top Tarantino movies, because we were talking about that earlier, that would probably be down the bottom. Yeah. There's only one, there's only there's two scenes in that which I like. That's the beginning scene and the one in the bar with, with my, the three. Is it Michael Fassbender? With yes. That, with, the, with the three. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. So, yeah, so. Okay. Okay. And the other one is this was a, this was a film. It was 
I don't think it, many people would have seen it. It was one of those ones I caught of a late evening once and I went and had a look. But it's a Brad Pitt film and it really has stuck, with, stuck with me. World War Z. Long. No, not World <laughs> War Z. Okay. It's actually a film called... Um, I don't think you'll get this one. I'm sure you won't get that. Oh, it's a film oh called... no, 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 no. I, I, oh. Oh. Not the general. Killing them softly. Yes, toes. Yes, well done. How did you get that one? That was good. When you said you caught it late at night, it's a film called Colin. I was like, wait, wait. And I just got, I just got a picture in my head of Brad Smith going, "I like to kill him softly," and, and I was like, "Oh no, yeah, yeah. That sounds that's like that sounds like one. a total type of short film." Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll run. Well done, the... well done. That's class. So you've got two more then. Okay, I'll two run more. through the rest. You've got, of... you got to try and get the number one, and I'll give you a clue that the. the the other one is one out of the Star Wars franchise. Oh, Rogue One. Okay, Rogue One. Rogue One, yeah. yeah love Rogue that's, One. That's the only one that you like. Yeah, that <laughs> is. Really <laughs> well done. Yes. Yeah. And so what would be the top one then? Oh, good What's Lord. the top one? The top film for the last decade. I, I think this counts. I'm pretty sure this... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to, yes. It, yeah, so it's a recent film. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm trying to think of recent films. I know that you've mentioned and going. Oh, I think I love this. Oh, Joker. Joker. Oh, God. Yeah, that is my number oh, one. Right. Come on. That's, that's <laughs> my number one. Sorry, guys. I just when that's on, that's on Sky a lot, and and I always watch. I just watch it, and especially the 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 end scene. Those okay. people there. Oh, I just love that movie. It's just a great movie. Okay, I'll tell you some of the other films that I had on my list. That, yeah, go for it. The one that I thought was probably most likely to be on the list was Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, love that. Yeah. That's a good one. That Mad would have Max, been there. Mad Max Fury Road. I had Winter's Bone. I'm not sure whether they ever saw that. I don't read it. I never saw that. I don't yeah, think but, I did. But I thought that because I, essentially I should have taken Winter's Bone and I'm putting Leave No Trace because it's kind oh, of Winter's like... Bone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Winter's Bone, actually. Is that a Western? It's no, Jennifer not... Lawrence. It's, uh, it's Appalachians, isn't it? Yeah, Appalachians, yeah. But, no, it's, right. but it's kind of like similar to Live No Trace in that like, people are a bit off yeah, the grid yeah, yeah. and all yeah, that. Yeah, it's a bit yeah they like... live off grid. Yeah, I had Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, that was a good, good shout. Yeah, I like good that. Shout. And, uh, now, this one was a film that not many people saw, but I thought that if anybody would have seen it, it would have been you. And if you'd seen it, I thought you would have liked it. was First Reformed, a film with Ethan Hawke where he plays a priest. I haven't seen that film. Okay. I haven't seen that one. I've not seen that. All right, and then my outs, then my outside outside shots were Twelve Years a Slave and Get Out. Get Out was good. Both two good films. Both yeah. both, both both good films. Yep. Yeah. Sharon, right. did you have any others that you might thought you got most of them? You got the, yeah yeah. Sharon got, Sharon most, got of most of them. Probably because she saw most of them with you in the cinema or something. Yeah, I some of them I didn't <laughs> see. I was thinking about some of that like the sort of those. Off-piste westerns like Salvation. Hostiles, or hostiles, hostiles, oh, hostiles, hostiles came close. Hostiles oh, came yes, really, hostiles really close. And Salvation that we saw. Salvation, with, we liked that, didn't we? Both we like that both, one with yeah. yeah Mads Mikkelsen in. So I was thinking of those as outside runners, but I thought they mm. they might be one of those sort of like modern westerns might yeah. have just crept in. But yeah, hostiles. I remember we both thought that was. Though you weren't keen on the ending, were you? So much. I like not the so much. You weren't quite yeah. keen on the ending. I, I can't remember the ending, but I, I just remember I just remember loving Hostiles and thinking Hostiles was a brilliant, yeah. beautiful, yeah. brutal film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, uh, but anyway, we've we've spoken about Hostiles and <laughs> Hostiles is. And what's this film? What's this film at the back? Okay, then? okay, okay. So the, yeah, that yeah, I don't know what the name of the actor is, but I can tell you that that is a Razorhead. That's David Lynch's um, what debut. 
all that kind of stuff. But he's he's one of those people who I'll be surprised if he did anything else. Uh, Jack Nance, yeah, he was in he was in quite a few. Uh, he was in Lost Highway, another Lynchy film. All right, yeah. Has he, has he done anything? Uh, yeah. Has he done anything away from Lynch? Twin, Twin Peaks, not really. He's, he's sort of mainly a Lynchy, I'd say. He was in the Twin people. Peaks the series. Yeah. So, but yeah, have you ever seen that? That Sharon? No. You ever I seen a Razorhead? It's such an iconic image that you just instantly know what the film is without you having. You do, to see yeah. It. And and it's quite an interesting film because when I went to see it, it was a real arty cinema in Paul. I remember when it came out, and people sort of half walked out. Well, there was about I would say that. Yeah. I can imagine. I've, I've tried watching Eraserhead probably about three times. Have and you? And yeah. each time I kind of like go, okay. Uh, <laughs> Where's uh, this? I reckon, uh, yeah, yeah, I've got to go make dinner or something. Yeah, and, yeah, then, yeah. and then you just never go back. And they go, oh, man, yeah. made, man made things, Henry. Big as your fist, carve them just like regular chickens. <laughs> and, then, and then you go, oh, yeah, I was oh. supposed to be watching that film. I forgot to watch it. Let's go back and finish watching it. And I go sit down and watch it and go, like, <laughs> yeah, I can understand. It's not that. <laughs> Lynch, Lynchian movies are not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah, I've seen a few, and you've got to be in the right mood for them, I think. Yeah, yeah but I, mean, I do remember going to see Solaris because um, it was all billed as like this big science fiction film, George Clooney, uh, uh, and uh. and I went there with a, there was a room full of teenagers at the cinema, and half of them left yeah. because they were like, "This is not a science." <laughs> like, no, it isn't a science fiction film. It might be saying. Uh. not a science fiction film, and there were <laughs> all these lads who were like expecting something. They're like, Flashy. I've been watching this film like, for 15 minutes and nothing's blown up. Nothing's <sighs> happened. And so, yeah, they all left halfway through. And so by the end of the film, there's only about four of us left in the cinema because everyone had been like, this was not what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, it's, I, I kind of think that Steven Soderbergh, who directed Solaris, probably loves that. Uh, if, uh, if, yeah. if any of us ever re- yeah. meets him, we should tell him that story. He probably would love that. <laughs> <laughs> he's like at least people didn't go meh like justice league the first one but <laughs> all right anyway welcome uh to we what has turned into tosin rants about justice league and dc <laughs> and about how they don't know what they're doing but um yes okay may i say one final thing okay it, it might not be the final thing. I'll put the caveat, but one more thing about it. And I think, the th- because, as I said, the circumstances in which this film come has come about is probably even more interesting than the film itself. Yeah, yeah, it's like a real soap opera. It's a total soap opera, total soap opera, that people are beginning to ask questions as to, is this going to change the way what films get made? So essentially, if enough people complain on Twitter and threaten studio heads on Twitter and they can show that there is a market for it, will that mean that they will now start making the film and they'll start doing exactly what happens? My, one of my friends, he pointed out that that's essentially what happened with the Star Wars film. So you had mm-hmm. The Last Jedi where love it or hate it, and I know Sean hates it, I quite like it. It's <laughs> like it was doing something different and they could have carried on with that. But when they went and they made The Rise of Skywalker... Essentially, you could almost go to a whole bunch of internet message boards and you could see everything that people had demanded to see in the film (laughs) that they just put in the film. And they just went, instead of keeping with a vision of something that had been done, they just sort of like had no strength in their own convictions. They just went back and said, let's give you what you want because hopefully that will make more money. And so, so the story about it, and I think the fact that I don't think this film would even have, would we wouldn't be seeing this film if it wasn't for the fact that 
Warner Brothers have their own streaming service in the States, HBO Max, which they are trying to get up the ground, a bit like Disney with Disney+. Plus. Disney have done it. They've nailed it. They've put their Marvel yeah. stuff on there. They've done WandaVision. They are going great guns. They are on track to overtake Netflix as the number one streaming platform. Disney have nailed it. And Warner's, the same way as they botched this DCEU, they're like, okay, we're trying to do HBO Max. And I think the only reason that this film is being released now is because they have HBO Max. They need something that's going to make everybody start talking about HBO Max. Yeah. And this yeah. film has done that. This yes. fi- so it is almost kind of like, I think in the future it's going to be, it's going to be studied as a marketing exercise. It's going to be studied I, as a marketing yeah. exercise in, or, or, or more than it's going to be studied ever for any artistic merit. Yeah. I think, I think, as I say, I, I do occasionally sort of have a look at Netflix, but I think Netflix has sort of lost its way a little bit, to, to be honest. Um, you know, there's nothing, nothing really that, that to appeal. I mean, I can understand how Disney Plus might be taking them over because they're, promoting their stuff and and they are making good quality stuff and they're, they're keeping people interested whereas netflix just seemed to be like okay there's some movies on there we've made they're not you know i don't yeah. know I, I don't really know what they've got but certainly yeah i think you get there's almost like a sort of a fatigue isn't it because when you think yeah. netflix has been around for quite a long time and i think he mm. they maybe have sort of rested on their laurels for a little bit because they didn't really yeah. have any competitors until disney plus they just because Amazon Prime is there, but it's never really been a big hitter as yeah. far as the, uh, the streaming had. Like every now and then, like the boys will come along and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you've got to watch this. But they've never really been a big hitter in terms of, of dominating the market, whereas Netflix has more or less had the field to themselves. So. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. tell you, the, if we look over the last year, I think Netflix are beginning to go into a groove where they might still make films, but for, for Netflix, the films are not the main thing. I think no, the TV shows, the TV shows and more especially the documentaries because yeah. the the tagline on a poster before a film saying a netflix documentary or a netflix documentary series is beginning to mean something it's beginning mm. to mean like oh okay this is going to be good i need to go check this out because they are on the doc- like I, I watched they often hit the top 10 certainly when you get the i get sent an email with this is the top 10 in the uk this week and a lot of them are documentary series yeah because i did like Mm. um, i watched one called operation varsity blues that was all about the college scandal yeah it's about the college scandal about the rich so parents paying for their children or finding out some clandestine ways to get their children into the top sort of ivy league schools in america and totally fascinating the way they did it everything like that so i think i think netflix are beginning to find their niche because they know that there's some things that disney are going to be able to bring out that they cannot compete with so they're finding their own niche in that film, The Blind Side, in that film, The Blind Side, there's that. They, they quiz the parents because they pick the University of Ole Miss. And, and, they, and they actually, the, the NCAA, National, they, they investigate and they say, were you adopted because you wanted to go to, because they wanted you to go because they contribute to Ole Miss. Oh, your yeah, teacher yeah. went to Ole Miss. You do this. And they're saying so. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, I'm sure it does happen because money, money talks, doesn't well, it? Really? It does, but I mean, if the way the the lens to which it, I think it's actually quite funny because the way they do the documentary, it's done almost kind of like uh, 
like a tr- like a thriller or, or a but, docudrama. Like, yeah, yeah, but you know yeah, the way you know the way, and I'm not saying it's like Moneyball whatsoever, Sean. So I don't want you to go watch it and then be really really annoyed and go, <laughs> "What? This is not like Moneyball." <laughs> but but you know the way Moneyball goes into the detail of what they do, yeah, and it goes into the yeah. detail of what they do, and it makes the detail fascinating. That's a similar trick to what they pull in this documentary. Is like the right, detail yeah. of how they actually yeah. go into. No, there is there has been some some good documentaries on there, I think, and. And they do a few docudramas as well. Was Barbarians Netflix, or was that just that was Netflix? But yeah, Barbarians Netflix, is Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, so yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that they're finding their niche, but yeah. Let me put it this way: they they're, they're not going to be they're not going to be short a few bob. No, 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 no. <laughs> they're not going to be. I, so, you don't have to, I, th- sorry I think I think so. They might. You think they might slip back on instead of paying famous directors shed loads of money for. To, to make movies, I I don't think that I don't think they will. To be honest with you, because the truth is, Disney still isn't going to do that. Disney, no. I can't imagine a Disney Martin Scorsese film. No, like, I can't imagine no. a Disney David Fincher film. No, so, it's true. So I mean, because I, I still have to watch Mank because that's a David Fincher movie that everybody's mm. talking about that is probably going to hit at the Oscars. Which are happening at some point. I don't even know. I'm totally. <laughs> they're totally... normally February, aren't they? So they're late if they are going to happen. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they haven't happened yet. But no, they haven't happened. But yet. I've been seeing things about Oscar nominations. They have a nominated films to, to to go to the uh, to the Oscars. And Mank is leading the way with a whole bunch of things. And there's Nomadland and a film called Minari that I. Have... Oh yeah, Nomadland. I want to see that. Yeah. So so I and I feel like those sort of films are still more likely to show up on Netflix or Amazon Prime. Like, mm. or Netflix or Amazon are going to give the money for those films to be made than Disney yeah, yeah, Plus yeah. is. So it's, uh, Disney Plus will be a ba- big, massive money-making machine that won't care that much about, about critical, directors. critical stuff. Um, yeah, so it's going to be interesting, though. It's going to be absolutely fascinating. But the good thing is we keep hearing stuff about cinemas coming back, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. not long now. Back. Not long, not long before we can. Especially, come... this sounds like they've got a new deal where they've made an arrangement with. Is it Warner Brothers? They've made an arrangement that with Warner some Brothers. Some films will be exclusively shown in cinemas first. Yes. Before they give dish them out to the streaming sites. Yes. So, so we will get. We're not going to get Dune on TV. We're going to get Dune on a big screen before we get to see it on TV. Yeah. So Godzilla. <laughs> Oh yeah, Godzilla versus Kong is supposed to be the first film. I still don't know how they're going to do that. Kong is smaller than Godzilla. Come on, (laughs) (laughs) Kong is a lot smaller than Godzilla. But anyway, until next week, in which uh, we can find out a little bit more about the Snyder Cut. And if you yourself have anything that to say about the Snyder Cut, please do let us know because I'm sure everybody has an opinion. Um, It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. Thank you very much for joining us. Find us on Twitter at NetflixBSCinema. Cinema.